0: If you have your Bible this morning, uh, we can turn over into 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and we're going to read uh, from verse 51 uh, to the end of the chapter. When you get there, you could stand for the reading of God's word this morning, so it's 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and then we're going to read from verse 51, and uh, we'll read right down. To the end of the chapter. So, once you're there, if you'd stand to your feet, please, and then I'll know that everybody's there. And then we can all read, if we would this morning audibly, if we could all read uh, this together from verse uh, 51. Praise the Lord. Behold, Behold I assure you a mystery. We shall not speak, but we shall we all be changed. changed. In a and moment, in the, the twinkling of an eye, at the, the last trump, for trump the, the trumpet shall sound, and the, the dead, dead shall be raised, raised incorruptible, and, and we shall be changed. changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall put on incorruption, and this mortal shall put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abiding in the work of the Lord. For as much as we know that your labor is not in vain. Thank you, Lord. We praise you this morning for your word. We pray that you would speak to your hearts today. Lord, we ask for a circumcision of our hearts, for an ear to hear what you're saying to the church at this time. Lord, help us to hear. Anoint our eyes that we can see. Lord, we want an insight from your heart, from your Spirit of God, and through your word to the day in which we're living. So, Lord, today we pray that you bless your word, bless your people, strengthen your people. Lord, you know the battles and the weariness and the tiredness and the strength is, is low, Lord. But, Lord, we pray that the power of Christ would come upon your people, that you would strengthen them, Lord, and fill them with the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, we're believing for the outreaches, for going forth, for mm-hmm. reaching out, Lord, into this, Lord, this sin-sick, broken world. Yes. We thank you that the gospel is still the hope. Amen. And, Lord, we pray that you would us with without power. Mm-hmm. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats together this morning. <laughs> that last verse in the, our reading this morning, Paul writes in the context, of course, of some glorious words. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. I just want to share, there's a lot of scriptures that I want to go through this morning, and I believe the Lord wants to give us an insight to really what has taken place at this time. We we all know and we're well versed on the days as far as the great change that has taken place. It just, it just goes from one thing to the next. What's really important for us as the Church of Jesus Christ is that we understand what's happening from the realm of heaven not the realm on this earth. We, we must get an insight, and we can, praise the Lord, get an insight from the Holy Ghost through the Word of God what is happening in the realm of the Spirit. We, we, we must see and we must hear from heaven what's going on. And for that we need enlightenment, we need spiritual enlightenment, we need sight, we need ears that are going to hear from the Spirit of God you know we remember the story uh, in 2nd Kings chapter 6 it's fine but we remember that story that the enemy of the Lord, the enemies of God had come and surrounded the prophet and the young man was there and so at that point uh, the prophet speaks and says to the young man in 2nd Kings 6 fear not for they that be with us are more than they not be with them. And he then prayed this prayer. He says, I pray, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. Give him eyes that can see. He could not see what the prophet was seeing. He's seen the enemy, he's seen being encompassed about with the powers of darkness. I believe that we are. And I believe that we will be. I believe we're heading into a completely demon possessed world that's nearly already there. We're very close to that world being completely overtaken with demonic powers. But we got to see the heavenly. Mm-hmm. And his eyes were opened, and the young man saw. And I pray this morning that the Lord would let us see. Let us see what that young man's seen, what is for us. And who is for us this morning and understand that the mountain was full of horses, chariots of fire round about Elisha. The importance, I cannot underestimate this and it's so important. The importance of spiritual enlightenment and vision and understanding today is going to be crucial for the end time church. I want you to hear me. I I thank God and I want to encourage you this morning. This will not be based on your intellectual ability. This will be based upon spiritual enlightenment by the Holy Ghost. God wants to bring the revelation to this end time church of what really is taking place. And we need as a people then to seek God to understand. This just doesn't come because we say, I understand. It's not an intellectual thing. It happens when we begin to seek the Lord and ask, or we we want to understand the day that we're living in. In Daniel chapter 10, if you turn over, there's quite a lot of verses I want to, to show you this morning. But in Daniel chapter 10, Daniel was seeking to understand the days that he was in. He was seeking to understand the events that were unfolding. Remember, they were in Babylon. They were in captivity. And God was bringing the heart of the father to the heart of Daniel. But Daniel sought to seek the Lord, to understand the events that were unfolding. And when he began to seek the Lord, Daniel chapter 10 and verse 10, it says, And behold, a hand touched me. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you this morning that there's a hand in the midst of seeking God that can touch your life this morning. I know that there is a great weariness. I'm going to come to some things to... Deal with where we are, but we must deal with it on spiritual ground. The hand touched him as he sought the Lord. He set me on my knees and on the palms of my hands, and he said unto me, O Daniel, man, greatly beloved. Can I tell you, church, this morning that you're greatly beloved of the Father, regardless of how you feel, regardless of what you're in and the battle that you're going through but you're greatly loved of God this morning. And then he said, Understand the words that I speak unto thee. I want to bring you the revelation of what's taken place in your day, Daniel. Stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word, I stood trembling, and he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand me." Brothers and sisters, I want to encourage you this morning. You need to set your heart to understand the days we are in. Now, I'm not talking about trying to find out on YouTube. I'm not talking about trying to find out of a book that somebody's penned or put together or or talking to someone about what their end time beliefs are. I'm talking about seeking the Lord to have a revelation from the Holy Ghost of the day that we are living in. But you got to seek the Lord for that. To chasten myself before the Lord. The Lord heard your words and I am come. I am come for your words. But then he gives us an insight to a realm that I would say that we know very little about. Or we don't often try to grasp what has taken place. He said that the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me twenty and one days. And lo, Michael, one of the chief princes came to help me and I remained there with the king of Persia. And now what we see is that there's a conflict in the heavenly. There is a warfare that has taken place not in the realm of the natural, even though they were in Babylon, they were in Babylonian captivity, but what he is seeing here, that there is a raging warfare that's taking place in the heavenly realm. And he says to him in verse 14, Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for yet the vision is for many days. In other words, God desires to bring the revelation of what has taken place in the days in which we're living. He doesn't want us to be fumbling around in the dark. He wants us to understand the days in which we've come to. And so it comes when men and women begin to seek the Lord. Now not just on a Wednesday night, not just on a Sunday night, but that we actually get on our knees in this hour, in the day in which we're living, and an individual basis, that we begin to seek the Lord to give us an understanding of the days that we're living in. This day that we are in, will only be revealed to you, like Daniel, when we set our hearts to seek the Lord. Listen, everything is against the people of God seeking Him. But if we seek Him, we will find Him when we search for Him with all of our hearts. The Bible tells us, listen to this, and we're in Isaiah chapter 40. This is important for us this morning. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 28. The prophet says, has thou not known? And has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, he does not faint, neither is he weary, and there is no searching of his understanding. Look at verse 29. Saints, this is what he does. He gives power to the faint. Amen. That power hasn't waned, that Amen. power is not is not conditioned upon any generation, not power is not in any way faint because of the day in which we're living, because of a virus, or any of those things, he still gives power to the faint. To them that have no might, he increases strength. Even young people will faint and be weary. Young men shall utterly fall this spiritual day in which we're living, because I want to come to it in a moment but this is no respecter of age it's no respecter of people it's a spiritual onslaught in these last days on the people of the world but in the midst of that there's a church that seeks him there's the secret in verse 31 but they that what they that wait upon the Lord what happens they shall renew their strength they're going to mount up with wings as eagles yeah. and friends when you are uh, by the power of the holy ghost that we're lifted out of our weakness this morning like on those wings of eagles the first thing that you're going to see as the eagle soars, you're going to have vision yeah. he's going to show you what's happening from a god perspective they shall run that's power It gives power to the feet. They'll not be weary and they'll walk, that's the victory, and they will not faint. But we got to seek God and wait on him to hear from heaven and to know his power in this hour. We see in the day, you know, I've been reading through Job uh, throughout this time. Job, what a book it is to be reading in the hour in which we're living in. But you know, Job got those messengers in the first chapter, the cattle, the family, and everything. It just kept new bad news after bad news, probably very similar to what we're experiencing. Then he had his his friends that came to him. You read those friends' uh, conversation. They're actually very profound things that they said. But Job, in the end, says to them, You're physicians, experts, but you have no cure. I want to tell you there is a great physician who has a cure for all of this and his name is Jesus. We have to have an understanding of the realm not of the earthly but of the heavenly. It's so important friends because i tell you why it's important because if we don't we're going to be swept away with the spirit the seducing spirit of this age will be swept in to that carnal word and that carnal mind. He will be. You hear me this morning? I know I'm speaking for God. God's given me this message this morning to get the church to see and to get it to understand. There is a tidal wave. Listen, it's a tidal wave. It's a tsunami. I want you to hear me this morning. It's a tsunami. A tsunami of wickedness that is now sweeping across the nations of the world. We should be not shocked at this. Sadly, many people are. They don't think it should happen. It is happening and it will happen. Now, wickedness is going to increase and that incorporates everything of the spirit and the kingdoms of this world, everything of this world. He, the devil, is the God of this world. And so that... Outpouring of wickedness will infiltrate every avenue of this world, every system that this world presents to us. It will absolutely, like a title, we have overcome and will be the driving force behind every aspect. You might think this is a wee bit extreme, but friends, we haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen it yet. It is going to infiltrate every part of our society, in every part of our world, and there will be a demonic outpouring, and it's already begun, and it's moving in one direction. I want you to hear me this morning. so important. In Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said these words, that iniquity, this is the last days, Matthew 24 and 12, that iniquity, he said, this is what Jesus said, iniquity shall abound. There'll be an increase, what he's saying is, there'll be such an increase in wickedness in the last days. Now, we all know that that is has happened and is happening. The devastating effect of this increase of wickedness will be that in the church, the love of many will wax cold, that there will be a coldness that will just fall because of the iniquity it will fall upon many in the church they will wax cold the bible tells us there'll be a great departure from the faith many will be caught up in it this is not my words these are the words of jesus christ what will happen is there'll be a coldness there'll not be a walk with god there'll not be a daily walk with god people will be dependent on someone sending them something on the internet or someone sending them a verse but there'll be no getting down before the lord waiting on the lord reading the bible the simple things of the the, the disciple just to seek god for yourself and to know his word will be trusted in everything else and so this iniquity increases and rises the levels that the world will have never experienced you'll find that the love of many, and it's already happening and is already evident, even amongst the broader church today, there'll be a coldness that will come. It's not that they don't attend church. It's not that they don't go and sing the songs. It's not that they don't hear even at times and pray. But there'll be an indifference in that life. And that when that kingdom of darkness and the spirit of Antichrist really begins to bite into this society, The many will just grow cold, and then they will depart from the faith. The Bible says, Jesus said, "But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved." (coughs) What we're seeing, what Jesus is telling us here, is that our faith is going to be tremendously tested in the last days. (coughs) There'll be such a pressure and an intensity come because of the hour that we're living in. In 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 7, I want you to see what's happening and understand the day that we're living in. And if someone feeds a conviction of God in their heart to say, God, I feel the coldness of this world and that spirit gripping me. You can cry out this morning. Say, God, revive me again. Yeah. 2 Thessalonians 2 and 7, here the apostle writes that the mystery of iniquity. That word iniquity is lawlessness, the spirit of lawlessness. Has anyone witnessed the spirit of lawlessness on your televisions across the world? We are seeing a complete spirit of iniquity and lawlessness. It's working. Now here's a very important thing. Only he that now let us will let, until he be taken out of the way. And there's some diverse Thinking upon what that is, I want to tell you what I honestly believe before the Lord. What is happening is that that which is restraining the spirit of iniquity, which is restraining the, the spirit of lawlessness as we approach the coming of the Lord, the rapture of the church, what happens is that that restraint, I don't believe it's an instant lift, like as in the church being taken out, I believe, as we approach the second coming of the Lord, that restraint is slowly lifted by a sovereign purposes of God. And what happens then is that the spirit of lawlessness suddenly begins to rampantly go across the nations of the world. That is what's happening right now. The restraint that we have known as children, when we grew up, when I grew up, when some of you grew up as kids, there was There was a reverence for the things of God. It wasn't that they were Christians. It wasn't that the the, the nation was all saved. It was simply that there was an honour, there was a reverence, that this was a Christian nation. There was a reverence for the the things of God. There was an honour given to God. But friends, all of that in a generation has completely been lifted because the restraint That which is holding it back is now being lifted because we're approaching the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and the sovereign purposes of God are being revealed in this last day. And the spirit of iniquity and lawlessness is now rampant across the nations. This is what is happening presently. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 13, what happens in that day, friends, is really important for us as believers. Because as the intensity increases, as it were, as the fire, an intensity is built, like the Hebrew children in that fire, that it's increased sevenfold. What happens there at that time is that the fire is going to try every man's work. I want you to hear me this morning. This is so important. This goes beyond just that have made a decision or a profession for the Lord. It goes beyond just doing the the Sunday thing that so many just are involved in. What begins to happen is really what we're made of actually is tested by the fire. The increase and the intensity that comes is gonna really find out, is my hope in Jesus and Jesus alone? Is my life built upon a rock? Is my house on that rock which is Christ? Or is my life built half on the sand and trying to hang on to one part of the rock? And friends, what happens is the intensity, the intensity that's come will cause many to be swept into that word. Listen carefully, friends. It's so important that you hear this this morning, young and old alike. What is going to happen is there is a seducing spirit. There is the spirit of iniquity. There is an intensity and there's a trial of our faith. When that Son of Man comes, shall he find faith on the earth? Real faith. A faith that doesn't move, but a faith that is in Christ. The love of many will wax cold. The Bible tells me that many will depart from the faith. I'm not trying to be depressive this morning. I'm trying to show you spiritually where we are. Now let me show you something about understanding where we are spiritually if you turn over into 1 Corinthians chapter 2 this is our hope this morning but we gotta be people that are seeking the Lord 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 12 Paul writes these words 1 Corinthians 2 and 12 now we have received not the spirit of the world there is the spirit of the world. Do you know that is everything of the systems of this world. It is everything. It is storming. It is all the stuff that's going on. It's all the, the announcements, everything. That is the spirit. That's the cosmos. That word world means the cosmos, the natural realm. But praise the Lord, we haven't received that spirit. Amen. There's a spirit behind it, friend. You've got to understand this. We have not received the spirit. Now I want you to stop there because the spirit of the world is an antichrist spirit. Hear me this morning, it is an antichrist spirit. Whatever way you want to dress it up, but it is an antichrist spirit. If you keep your finger in 1 Corinthians 2 and 12, and if you would just turn over into 1 John and chapter 4. You try and keep these scriptures coming, I pray this morning that God would eliminate the pages, that he would bring his word to your hearts. <coughs> 1 John chapter 4, John writes these words, believe beloved, believe not every spirit. What happens is when, when the spirit of the world becomes the predominant spirit in a mind, or in the church, and I personally believe that when I'm talking about the broader church, even the evangelical, Pentecostal, born again, even the spirit filled church is currently being overrun by the spirit of the world, completely overrun. What happens at that time when we're to the, the, we're the discern or believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether this is of the Lord? Has this Is this the Lord? Do we sit for a moment? Do we wait? Are we waiting? And I've said it so much because it seems to be that most people are getting what they need to get just from YouTube. Listen, friends, you need to get on your knees and get on your face before God in these days. We need to seek the Lord because the spirit of Antichrist is rampant, absolutely rampant. He said, believe on every spirit, try the spirits, whether they be of God. Then he reveals to us in the next couple of verses about the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of this world. The Antichrist spirit will overtake and has overtaken the cosmos, the world that's around us. Every part of it, every every level of it has been taken over by the spirit of Antichrist. Everything that, if you were to mention any department, any place, any department of government, I'll tell you, every one of it has been taken over by the spirit of Antichrist. Now the world thinks this is nuts and foolishness. Sadly, many people in the church will say the same, but that doesn't move me, friends. In verse 4 it says this, 1 John 4 and 4, Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them why? because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world, the cosmos the spirit of antichrist greater, that should encourage you this morning that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world verse 5 says they are of the world now here's something you can discern therefore speak they off the world that's all they talk about that's all their conversation friends i want to tell you i know that i that when i go out when i talk when i speak to people meet people everywhere the first thing is they want to draw me into the conversation of the world i tell you friends i know in in my heart and in my i know that everything wants to draw you and draw me into the conversation of the spirit of this world they speak of the world and the world hears them but verse 6 Look what it says we are off what are we off we're god we're different friends this morning we need the church to be the church Amen. We're not of this world. We're not of the spirit of this world. I know we're all in the world, but we're not of the world. I know that some of you engage in that world, in your workplace, and in in offices, and everywhere else. And it's it's bombarding you on a daily basis. You're surrounded by that spirit of this world. But greater is he that is in you than he's in the world. You receive God, the spirit of God. And so we need to know because as the, as the numbness is coming, as the spirit of Antichrist is rampant, as iniquity is increasing, as the spirit of this world is overtaken, they become the predominant thought process of your mind. That's what it wants. It wants to take your mind because if it takes your mind, it will be your conversation. That's why we need the renewal of our mind. But we are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. So what I'm saying this morning is this I'm not I'm not pleading or speaking to your intellect, I'm not speaking to your emotions. Your emotions could be all over the place this morning, could be up, could be down. I'm not speaking to your wisdom, I'm speaking to your spirit this morning. That the Holy Ghost is speaking to your heart and to your spirit, and you will hear this morning, friends. If there's the Spirit of God in you, you'll want to hear what God's saying. You'll want to hear what the Spirit, if your heart's so cold and it's so covered up with the Spirit of Antichrist and the flesh, then what I say you'll take it and you'll just throw it over your shoulder and you'll carry on. But friends, I warn you this morning, you'll be overtaken by the Spirit of Antichrist. And we feed on it all. Then the spirit of this age is rampant. Can I tell you, friends, we haven't reached the fullness of it yet. The cup is not full. Yeah. You might think it is, but friends, we haven't seen anything yet. Yeah. This is the warm up, really, for what we're entering into. I know you might have wanted a different message, but I will preach what God has put in my heart in this hour. Amen. Do you understand the day we're in? We are of God. He that knoweth God hears us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. This is how you're going to know. Do you know there's the spirit of truth? But I tell you, friends, there's also the spirit of error in the church at this very time. It's leading many astray. It's leading pulpits astray. It's leading congregations astray. Now, if you go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, you see here in 1 John the spirit of Antichrist and the spirit by which we speak that you hear. But in in 1 Corinthians 2 and 12, we, now we have received not the spirit of the world, the cosmos, but it says we have received the spirit which is of God that we might know you have the Spirit of God if you're sealed this morning. You're washed in the blood. You have the Spirit of God. You're sealed with the Holy Ghost. Amen. But listen to me. Because you have the Spirit, then you will know the things that are freely given to us of God. In other words, you can't receive this if you're not saved. You'll be looking out that window. It means absolutely nothing. Why? Because you're dead in your spirit. You have no ability to hear the spirit of God. That's a serious thing. But also when our hearts become cold and indifferent and we're backslidden in our heart, we find it difficult to hear. It's not impossible, but we find it difficult to hear because our minds are so overtaken by the spirit of this age. But God wants to reveal to us the things that are freely given to us. Freely he has given to us. Verse 13 says, which things also we speak. And here's the very important thing. Not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches. And listen, friends, if there was ever a day that we have men Women who have appointed themselves to bring us the wisdom of this world I want to bring us the wisdom of an antichrist system and are very smart and have great logic. I want to tell you something, friends. I want to hear from the Holy Ghost. And so do you. The things that the Holy Ghost teaches, we need to compare what we need to do. The spiritual things with spiritual what the enemy wants to do is bring us in to comparing the natural with the natural. He wants us to be focused on all the natural things that are happening. What's happening in America? What's happening in politics? What's happening in the health? What's happening in Stormont, What's happening on Belfast night? What's happening over in Westminster? What's happening, friends? The spirit of this age wants us to be c- c- comparing the natural realm. What happens is it numbs your spirit. It leaves you empty. It leaves you dry. It leaves you confused. It leaves you filled with fear. None of that is the Lord. But we are to spiritually discern these things. Verse 14, this is so important. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. The whole spirit of this age, the spirit of the world, the spirit of Antichrist, the natural realm cannot receive the things of the spirit. Here's, here's what, here's what also the apostle says, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can they know them. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. In other words, what you believe, what I believe, and what we preach, what I preach, they think that you and I are foolish. They think what we're preaching is mass, but I want to tell you something. That spirit is creeping into the church as well. I want you to listen carefully. For the believer, we must be governed by the Holy Ghost. The Bible says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. So who should govern our bodies? The Holy Ghost should govern. That means we need to be led by the Spirit. That means we need to be guided by the Holy Spirit. That means we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Listen, brothers and sisters. See the arguments of a second experience, what you want to call it, all the rest, see all those arguments. I want to tell you something that is in to bring confusion in the church. What we need as a body and as individuals, I want to tell you what you need and what God has given us as a promise. We all need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Tell you, we're living in awesome days, but it's not going to let up. It's not going to let up. Why is it vital for the church, for our lives to be governed by the Holy Ghost? Why is it vital because if we're not being directed by the word of God, if we're not being led by the spirit of truth, we're going to be led by the spirit of this age. I'm going to tell you, friends, you're going to be led by something. You're going to be led by something. This is what we need, saints. And this is the sad hour in which we've come to. The inability to discern or to compare the spiritual with the spiritual. We have received the Spirit whereby we can hear. But friends, if that intimacy with Christ on a daily basis, and I want to tell you, friends, this would be my concern pastorally, as the pastor of this church, if we're not living this every day, if we're not living in this book, if we're not walking with the Lord, if we're not in prayer, we're not meditating upon him on a daily basis, I want to tell you something. The spirit that is coming across this world at this time, he goes around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. We need to be in God's word and we need to be praying or you'll be caught up with the seductive spirit of this day. God's word is true. Many people believe that. And everything that God said will be will be how many people believe that we believe the word of god from genesis to revelation this is god's word this is like the fundamental for us this is the absolute there is absolute there is absolute this is absolute this is the only absolute in this world the word of god we believe it from. Genesis, the revelation, we're taught that in Sunday school. We believe that in the beginning God created the world. We believe in a creator. I believe, I don't believe in a theistic evolution and it took billions of years for God to make the earth. In six days he created it all and the seventh he rested. You're a fool for believing it. Call me what you want to call me, that's what I believe. Why do you believe it? Because the Bible tells me. That's why I believe it. The word of God is true. God said, Genesis 1 and 3, let there be light. What happened? There was light. This word's powerful. When God speaks, I want to show you this. When God speaks, His word, His word will be fulfilled. No matter what men think, no matter what you do, friends, I want to tell you, when He said, let there be light, there was light. That word that was spoken is Jesus Christ. He is the word. Bible tells us in John one, in the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God and the Word was God. The same as in the beginning with God all things are made by Him and without Him was not anything made that was made. He is the Word. Amen. Amen. Listen very carefully. What am I saying this morning? Why is this important? i tell you why it's important. Because that Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And he stood on the Mount of Olives two thousand years ago with his disciples. And this is what he said, Luke chapter twenty-one, verse twenty-five. I want to tell you, every word that he spoke will be fulfilled, and not one word will fail. You remember the words of of Joshua, wasn't it, when he said, "There failed not on any good thing which the Lord had spoken unto the house of Israel." All came to pass. Everything's going to come to pass. Everything. Luke chapter 21, I want you to come into a close in a moment, but Luke chapter 21, this last part. Luke 21 and verse 25. Jesus said these words, Remember, He spoke it, then it's going to be fulfilled. Many people believe that. They do believe it, don't we? Luke 21 25, He said, And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars upon the earth. There'll be the distress of nations. I want to tell you, friends, I, I believe we need to pray for our brothers and sisters in America. I'll tell you why I believe that. I believe it because the spirit of the world has so overtaken much of the church in America, and most of them are going to wake up this morning not knowing where to turn. Why? Because their kingdom is... Their kingdom of what they've been focused on is about to change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's not their kingdom. That's the lie of the spirit mm-hmm. of Antichrist. Yeah. Neither is it my kingdom, yeah. neither is it yours. See, we're not off this world. It tells us that there will be the distress of nations. perplexity. the sea and the waves are going to be roaring. Then what does it say? Men's hearts will feel them for fear. That has gripped the entire world right now, hasn't it? Have you seen it? Mm -hmm. Spirit of fear has gripped the nations as they're watching the unfolding events. I want to show you something that the Lord should be in this The love word. Feeling them for fear means that men will come to see what's happened. They'll look around them. They'll be so distressed at what's taking place. That word fear means that they'll just let out their breath. The Lord showed me just right at that moment. I don't know anything about this, but just to show me, just to give the example. Do you know there's a snake called the boa constrictor? It's a deadly snake. How it actually takes its prey is very unique. I didn't know this but just the Lord quickened it to me and then I looked it up and found out afterwards what it does. But the prey or the snake, which, of course, is a type of the enemy, you bite into the prey. When he bites into the prey, he wraps himself around its prey. And then he begins to tighten. And every time they're proving this scientifically, every time that that prey lets out some of its air, the constrictor, the boa constrictor, tightens its grip more. You know, this nation keeps on letting out its breath. It's like the constrictor has wrapped itself around the United Kingdom and Ireland and across the nations of the world. And as we're seeing the events, men are letting out their breath and the enemy is just tightening his grip. Bible says, when they look at the things which are coming upon the earth, the powers, this is what Jesus said. Listen, this is what Jesus said. The powers of heaven, the powers of heaven, it says, note what it says, the powers of heaven shall be shaken. You see, what's being shaken before it manifests itself on the earth is that there's a shaken in the heavenlies. That's why I'm saying, friends, we need to understand from the perspective of the heavenly. It's being shaken in the heavenlies and it manifests itself then on the physical. If our focus is on the physical, you know what's going to happen? Because we're not understanding the heavenly and our focus is on that which is happening in the natural realm, we're going to be blown all over the place with every wind that comes. Because after COVID, friends, this is warm up i tell you the health, but the next thing will be the absolute ravishing of the wealth of a nation. And I'm going to tell you, friends, you'll see the true beast of man when the wealth goes. Mm -hmm. We've seen nothing yet. I want want you to hear me. We've seen nothing yet. The powers of heaven will be shaken. Verse 27, of course, clarifies for us. That this is prior to the coming of the Son of Man. This is not after. This is prior to the coming of the Son of Man. Coming in a cloud with power and great glory. What we're heading towards, and many people believe the word is true, and many believe that it's going to all be fulfilled. Yes. When it starts to be fulfilled, are we still focused? <coughs> are our hearts still set? Is our faith still the same? Are we flapping? Are we all over the place? When we see the spirit of this age that is being unleashed upon this earth. I'll tell you something that we think about COVID. I want to tell you what it is. It's spiritual. Some people may not think that, but it's spiritual. There is a spiritual onslaught on the nations of the world. I'll tell you why I know that. Several people that have come to share and they've told me and the thing is that it all lines up and they've told me that some days they woke up and they didn't know whether god was there or not yeah. i want to tell you something there's only one thing does that yeah. and that's the spirit of antichrist the devil yeah. himself yeah. and he's a liar yes. Yes. there is a spiritual dimension with this but the church must pray yes. Yes. We must, we must take up, as we often hear, the weapon of prayer. We must engage in this, not because we are anything, but because he's everything. We must engage because we're not seated in the earthly things, but we're seated in heavenly places. We must engage because we have a name that's above every name. We must engage because we have a blood The blood of Jesus Christ has been applied (coughs) to our lives and we have a victory that there is in Jesus and him alone. We must engage in prayer and spiritual warfare and praying in the spirit. We must be filled with the Holy Ghost. We must pray. So many are empty and discouraged. I understand that. So many are in despair. So many have been caught up with the spirit of the age. Friends, if the spirit of God is speaking to you this morning, if you just see this as Tim, then that's fine. There's nothing I can do about that. But God's put me on this platform to pass through this church to yeah, speak his words. Yeah, and of yeah. all your natural mind is to say, well, that's just Tim. But is it the spirit of God speaking to your heart? He wants to fire you with the Holy Ghost, fill you with his power. Amen. The whole of the nation, listen, that's going to happen. The powers of heaven are being shaken. It's manifesting itself on the earth. Jesus said in Matthew 24 that these are called the beginning of sorrows, a period of time on the earth of great sorrow, of travail, and pain. There'll be a shaking, that means there'll be a disturbance upon the planet because He's shaken the powers of heaven. There is an understanding that the spiritual Warfare that's really taking place isn't on the streets. It's up in the heavenlies. And that's why prayer is important. That's why prayer. That's why our outreach program can only go forward by prayer. That's why I come up, David Wilkerson, when he's seen those drug addicts saved. Wonderfully saved on and the, and the records and the, and the percentage of many men and women that were wonderfully getting born again. And he said the reason why all across America they were saying, come and put your program here. He says, I don't have a program. He says, I get them saved and we get them baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. And that's what keeps them. Friends, that's why we need to pray. That's why we need to engage in prayer. That's why we need to believe God. That God would fill the church with the Holy Ghost. Because I tell you, friends, leaning on our own understanding is not going to keep us. Having a church tradition is not going to keep us. Having good preaching is not going to keep us. Having good singing isn't going to keep us. What's going to keep us is the power of the Holy Ghost. Why the devil wants to bury that one. Somewhere away out of the road that you won't hear about it. But the church doesn't need it. i tell you why he wants to bury and cause confusion about it. Because it's the <coughs> one thing he feels. Men and women full of the power of the Holy Ghost. The powers of heaven are being shaken. They will be shaken. And they're going to be shaken even to a greater degree. Listen to me friends. You think our oh, wee words all are going to go back to the Garden of Eden. I'm sorry just to tell you this this morning. Let's not go back to the Garden of Eden. He's coming. But he's coming in power and his glory he's going to destroy this earth and he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth but friends i want to tell you something prior to that coming the spirits of Antichrist and darkness are going to it's going to be a demonic on stuff it's already happening but friends he's given us a promise and it's the promise of the father he knows about these days we need to be filled with god what's happening the shaking begins in the realm of the spirit We've got to see it from God's point of view. We've got to see it from his perspective. If you're seeing it from this world's point of view, you're going to be confused. You're going to be all over the place. You're going to be listening to this one and that one and the other. But we've got to get our eyes, see him, but we've got to get his perspective. The Bible says that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers, against the rulers of darkness of this world, Against spiritual wickedness in high places. The word high places is the celestial, or it is the heavenly. That's actually what we're wrestling against. That's what Paul said. That's where our battle is. The spirit of the world will be consumed with the events that are now happening on the earth. But the saints of God will be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord want well, to tell you friends we need to be unmovable but we can't be it in our own strength so many people know they don't have the strength to be that we don't have the strength sure we don't you know i can willingly tell you that i do not have the natural strength to stand in this day but i do know a strength that can come that comes from the holy ghost we must be governed we must be governed by the Holy Spirit. That means to be led by Him. Paul says that you should be filled with the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of truth will lead us and guide us. Friends, the Sporting, appeal to your Spirit. Spirit of Christ that you've received, I appeal to your spirit. Not to your mind, not to your intellect, not to your emotions. Not to all those things of that natural. I appeal to the spiritual man. we got to be filled with the Holy Ghost. we got to be governed by him. we got to know what's happening in the realm of the spirit. And then we got to pray. we got to pray. we got to pray. May God renew our hearts and give us an understanding this morning. I pray that you see something through his word. But may He anoint our eyes and may He fill us all with the power of the Holy Ghost. Let's stand together this morning. Let's just wait as we can for just a couple of moments. Allow the Spirit of God just to minister in into our hearts. Take the word, oh, may this word not fall to the ground. May it not be choked. May it not be stolen. May the curse of the word not choked. The seed, this morning, may that seed find good ground. Oh, there's good seed, but it needs good ground. It needs good ground. Whatever would prevent that seed getting into that ground this morning? Whatever that may be, friend, I want to tell you something. You need, we need to get before the Lord. We need to humble ourselves before. Whatever reason why your sin's not for me, do you want to hear? I tell you, you should be on your knees and, oh God, have mercy on my soul. Soften my heart to receive what you're saying. Because the spirit of this age, friends, I want to tell you something. It's going to increase, not decrease. We've got to be a people that are filled with God. Let's just wait on the Lord this morning.